Hello everyone, I'm trying to adjust myself. If, I look, uh, if it looks like I'm looking up in the air, it's because I have a big screen up here and a, a little more, a lot smaller one on my laptop. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking at the larger one since it reads a lot easier. Okay, everybody, uh, thank you for being here. Welcome very, very much. I appreciate your presence. And before, um, if you have a question, you know, type it into the chat area down below. I see where Todd already has one that I'll get to here in a few minutes. I just want you to know that if you want past Q&A sessions, you want to download them to your uh, computer, to your iPhone or your device, whatever you want to do, uh, you can find them in the introductory level to the um, Infidelity Recovery Center. And it's at this page. FidelityRecoveryCenter.com slash member hyphen SP hyphen 7 hyphen 17. 717 is the date that I set that up, by the way, in case you want to know. Um, so go here and uh, just click on access. You have to enter your username or enter your email, and then you will receive in your email username and password to get into the Infidelity Recovery Center for introductory level. No cost here. You can go to on the download page, you can also go to the Q&A page and access all of the past Q&As. And you have other options, too, here of learning, a, becoming, uh, getting your Ph.D. in infidelity right here. That's what that is. OK, so please know that this is where you can go to get all past lessons. Um, all right. If you have a question, enter it into the chat area below and we'll try and get to it. Okay. Todd has a question. Todd, so I'm gonna I'm gonna copy and paste and put up here. It'll be a lot easier, I think, because when so many people start um, typing in questions, or it becomes difficult to scroll down, and uh, I get lost. And I think other people get lost too. At least I've heard that comment. So I'll copy and put it up here so everybody can see it. I hope you can see it. You should be able to see it. Uh, if you can see this, uh, type in yes. I want to make sure everybody can see that. I didn't even know where to type in. Good. Okay, good. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Todd said, my question is how to deal with the denial that the person I'm with actually did this since it's so far from whom I have been married to all these years. And... How uh, can I deal with no matter if we stay together that no matter these terrible things happen, acts happen and can't ever be taken away, no matter how much is shown or said about now, I'm the person she wants to be with. Okay, so Todd, I, I hear you asking, how, how do I deal with this, these terrible, terrible memories here and the fact that she did this and the fact that it is so far removed from who I'm, whom I married? Uh how in the world, how in the world do I manage all this? How in the world do I even want to be with her sometimes, I would imagine, Todd? Um, that probably crosses your mind. Is that correct? You can type that in. Todd, I don't think I can unmute you. I think we've tried that before and it didn't work. Okay. Um, Todd, I'm going to try and, and answer your question here. Um, It sounds like a part of you wants to be with her, otherwise you'd be gone or she would be gone. And yet another part is 
really stuck with the fact that this happened. And the fact that this happened uh, is uh, dredging up terror in your life. Um, so start with the fact that there's a part of you that wants to be with her and that you're committed to her, okay? Now, the other, the other issue is what do you do then with this part that says, um, how in the world can I tolerate this? How in the world can I put up this with this? Because every so often, maybe frequently, it triggers in you the negative thoughts and the negative feelings that um, stir up the whole pain and all the, the images and all the agony of that infidelity. So that's, that, that's, that, that, Todd, I think, is the key. What gets triggered in you? What are the triggers and what gets triggered in you? I know I've said this before, but this is really, really critical, folks, to shift your focal point away from her or the infidelity to what gets brought up in me. You know, when I, when I see her do this X, Y, or Z, and it reminds me of the infidelity, and what, is it, what does it bring up in me? That would be a tremendous learning experience. What, what feelings get brought up? And where, where are those feelings located in my body? And what are the thoughts that go through my mind? Especially what are the negative thoughts about me that go through my mind? Is it how in the world could this ever happen to me? I never thought this would happen to me. That might be one theme. If that's a theme, Todd, please know that I believe that as people move through marriage, I think probably 80% of marriages deal with infidelity at one level or another. So, you know, we, we grow up with this myth, myth that we're going to live happily ever after. Part of this, Todd, is changing your thinking, too, about infidelity. That's why I have, I don't know, four or five different levels that you go through with all kinds of material, because we need to, to think our, change our thinking about infidelity. People don't live happily ever after. That's a, that's a myth. That doesn't work that way. Marriages are not given to you to make you happy. Marriages are given to you for you to learn and for your spouse to learn and for you to bump into the rough roads, the, the tough times, so that you can become more the person who you're meant to be. Marriages are not to make you happy. They're not to meet your needs. Uh, it's, it's much, much deeper, much, much more important than that. So that's another angle to look at, Todd. And I would look at what negative thoughts get stirred up about you uh, that, that you need to address. And th that, that action in and of itself, changing your focal point away from her and the affair to what's going on within me, you will experience some relief. You will experience some relief from that, and it'll be easier to be with her. That would be my guess. Anyway, this is not going to happen overnight, uh, but... This is a process that you'd go through, hopefully, that will help you heal and build trust over a long period of time. What do I say? It takes, you know, 12, 12 to 24 months, one to two years to rebuild if you really work at it. If you don't really work at it, take it two years. Some people, they never work through it because they, uh, they, they just bury their head in the sand and hope that things are going to be better and never learn from it. Okay, Todd, I hope that's helpful. Todd says, okay, I guess when I look at her, I see her with him doing when she tries. Okay, so the, the sexual part of it is big. Okay. So when, when you're having sex with her, Todd, and when you start to have this image of her and him together having sex, 
just take some time to step back. And maybe you have to say to her, hold on, I need a time out here. <laughs> I can't, can't continue with this because I'm getting, I'm having some, some, some triggers. Take some, take some time to imagine, uh, to, to allow that to happen. And then say to yourself, what does it mean to me that I picture them together doing this? And it may be helpful to don't keep a journal on this. Um, but as you pinpoint specific events like that, Todd, you're, you're going to be way ahead because it will help you identify specific areas of pain for you that need healing. Okay. All right. Beth says, how long does it take for the affair fog to lift after ending the affair? The affair fog. Okay. Um, Beth, are you willing to be unmuted? If you are, please put yes, because I'm not sure what the affair fog is. Beth, if you're willing to be unmuted, if you could type in yes in the chat area below, I would unmute you. If you're not willing to be unmuted, you can type in no. You can say no to. Beth says yes. Thank you, Beth. Okay, Beth, I'm unmuting you. Oops. Unmuting you. Beth, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wonderful. Can you hear me? Yep. Good. Good. What do you mean a fair fog? Kyle, will you read about the um, the the craziness of when they're in the affair and how everything is through the lens of the affair and what they say is distorted and mm. untrue and some of that. Um, so you're talking and, you're talking about his affair fog. His, yeah, his affair fog, yeah, yeah. Well, in the affair, okay. And it's definitely dissipated, I would say, but he just ended it um, mostly an emotional affair, at least for the last couple of months. But um, he just ended it, and we are working with counseling. But um, you know, I'm just curious how long it takes. I mean, he admittedly he's going to grieve, you know, cutting off from that person. Okay, uh, what's his affair fog like? Well, it's it's better now. He seems more clear-headed, but um, how was it not clear? How was it not clear? Oh, when he was just kind of rewriting things, um, making uh, I'm trying to think of specific examples. Um, just kind of not in reality at times, you know, or just just even like the the sneaky behavior to me seems crazy, foggy, and that seems to have stopped. But, um, well, I guess I don't know. I'm just trying to let that go while he gets right in his head. But um, I'm not being very clear, I guess. That's okay. Um, okay. It's kind of hard to put it. But just he doesn't, you know, for example, you know, he told our counselor, he's like, I don't enjoy kissing her, meaning me. Mm -hmm. And we've been intimate and getting closer. Um, You know, he's kind of all over the board when we talk about stuff like that. So his actions say one thing, but he says another. Put it that way. Okay. So the, you, his mind is everywhere. His feelings are everywhere. It's hard to yeah. pin him down with anything. Yeah. What what kind will, of will that get? Will that get better as he has no contact with her? It just seems like 
I know that that's going to affect how he sees me because he's zipped up to her. He's put her, you know, he's, that's his best everything. That's who he talks to about everything and um, emotes to her. And so um, I'm hoping that as he is cut that off, that he'll get back more to himself. Um, you know, in saying some of those things, and like I said, his actions say different than what comes out of his mouth sometimes, you know? Uh, okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a picture of that. It's really, it sounds like it's really, really hard for you. Okay. Here, here here's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about parallel process. Okay. I'm having a hard time understanding what, what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. I'm having a hard time understanding what this really looks like in reality. Okay. Which means to me, which says to me that you're having a hard time un yeah. understanding what in the world is going on with him. Yeah. You, you, you have a hard time putting into words uh, a description of him because he is unable to put into words a description of himself. Yeah. And we did have a breakthrough today that part of what he's, he's um it seems daunting going through this process of working on our marriage because and this is what i suspected he's he's a scorekeeper so you know he's a man so he said today if, if roles are reversed he doesn't he couldn't do what i'm doing as far as pushing forward and in a vision and and those sorts of things so that was i do know more of what's going on in him and he's having trouble being around me which we're, we spent a lot of time together but because of his shame which i guess is healthy Okay, so he does talk. He does talk about his shame. Just today, today it was a, like I said, we had a counseling session today, and he brought that up. And I suspected that. I mean, he's in he's in t internal turmoil right now. I'm sure. Uh huh. Okay, so, so he, he's able to admit that he feels ashamed of what he did. Yeah, that's why he has trouble being around me because he he just it's like to me it's double shame. He's shame for what he did. And then shame because I'm being so loving and trying to, you know, make a safe place. I mean, I didn't tell him this, but I'm trying to make a safe place for him so that he can heal, do all this stuff so we can work on our marriage. Okay. And that makes, that makes him feel guilty as well because I, I'm not doing what he thinks he would do, which would be to shut me out if I were to cheat on him. You're being really nice. Yeah, I'm just trying to create – I'm just – trying to go forward and create a safe place so we can be in a good spot to address our problems. Okay. What do you mean is safe place? What are you doing to try and create a safe place? Just being, you know, being confident and being myself and being loving, um, you know, um, just not being, not being negative and not, not bringing, not confronting him because um, okay. that doesn't work. Okay. Now that he's over the affair, but still, I don't, I, I'm not, you know, going to bring that up because it just, in the past, it's exactly what I read about. You confront him, it just makes them mad. It makes them go underground more with their okay. affair partner and all that. Okay. We've made great strides for sure. Great. I mean. Great. Great. So what would you really, really like to say to him right now? Beth, if he were right in front of you and you could say anything that would be uncensored, what would it say? What would you say? Well, just that, I mean, I'm extremely hurt. And I did tell him this today. I'm extremely hurt um, 
you know, and I forgave him immediately up to that point. But the last four months when he continued on, um, that's the part I'm struggling with because he continued to hurt me every day knowing I knew. And I'm hurt. I'm hurt by that. And I'm pissed. I'm mad that this is how he, you know, we figured out today this is how he's handling, how he handled his emotions that he never emoted to me was he went and had an affair and mm-hmm. found somebody he could emote to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that I'm not a, I am not a scorekeeper and that's just not who I am. And I have prayed. I, I mean, I've had my, I've struggled between F you to uh-huh. nope. I'm going to give it all I got. Okay, great. It sounds like you are making great progress. Now, what's what's in the middle between F you and I'm going to be nice to you? <laughs> Total ambivalence. Like, what the hell am I doing? And then, <laughs> nope. It's uh, not, only what G, what, not only what Jesus would do. I think of my father, who was such a man of grace. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to judge. I don't judge. I don't forgive him for the affair, for sure, but for the action. But he's you know we make he's not a bad guy i'm in love with the man underneath yeah, i don't he, want to be married to the man the last four months i want the other man <laughs> yeah exactly 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 all right so they're, they're trying to find a spot in the middle then right yeah okay so need to be, yeah you want to say to him do you realize what you're doing right now do you realize how yeah. far you've moved here how, how long have we been talking five minutes maybe you realize how far you've moved no. Huh? When we started talking, I couldn't understand. I didn't have a, an idea <laughs> what you were talking about. I'm and, in the fog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's in the fog and you're in the fog and you're trying to get out of the fog together. You're in the fog because, um, you know, you, you want to understand what this is like for him and he can't explain it because he's in a fog. Although yesterday it was or today it was that yeah. the fog started to lift because he said, I feel really ashamed about what I did. And yeah. you were able to say, I feel really hurt and I'm really pissed off. Right? Yeah. That, yep. That's a huge, huge step. And he didn't say those words exactly, but he, 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 make he them. what he make Yeah, them. what he said, yeah, what he said was I don't and he told me that on the phone a couple months ago and he's like, What are we doing? And and he's like, I don't see how we can fix this. I've wrecked the marriage. I've wrecked it. And I'm like, everybody has shit. This is our shit. We'll get through it, you know. Okay. But so anyway, he didn't say I'm ashamed, but I know, like I said, he's a, he is. He's, he feels guilty for what he did to me, and then he feels guilty that I haven't kicked him to the curb. Okay, okay. So that's it. Here's I won't take road. any more of your time. <laughs> Here's a road you might take with him. It sounds like uh, you put a lot of weight on your shoulders and feel terribly responsible for yourself or for, uh, for other people. Does he typically? Me? Yeah. No. Or him? Him. No. Say to him, it sounds like oh. what I heard you saying about him that he's that he tried to convey to you was he feels terribly responsible. Yeah. If, some, if someone else hurts, he feels responsible. You might you might check that out with him. Okay. Okay, because you want you want to move out move out of the fog here, and by moving out of the fog, you want to be more specific in your in your um, your conversations. So he says, what did he say to you? I lost that. He said what? He just said moving forward seems very daunting because where where we where he's been and that if if he were in my shoes, he wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Okay. And you can say to him, help me understand that. Yeah. Okay. We'll do. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. All right. Anything else? No, you've been helpful. Thank you. All right, Beth. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. Take care.
Okay, John. Didn't work. Let me try that again. Uh-oh, I just I clicked the wrong button. Can you hear me now? I'm sorry. Okay, I put, uh, yeah, I clicked the wrong button. I muted. Somebody was eating, and I muted myself. I'm not eating. All right, John, are you willing to be unmuted? John, if you're willing to be unmuted, you can type in yes. If not, type in no so we can move ahead. John said yes, okay. John, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, so what what okay. What's that? Okay. Say something in a sentence. So. My name is John. Okay, that's better. Now I can hear okay. you. Um, so what you what you want to do then is you want to you want to, I'm getting some feedback I think I'm not sure uh, you you want to make a statement here at in the beginning of your next counseling sessions right that's what I hear you want wanting to do John what do you want to say then to when you're in your next counseling session right at the beginning of the hour. John, I can't hear you. You there, John? You must have dropped off. Okay, what, what's important for John then is to state his position here. Um, at the beginning of the next hour to both of these people and say, um, there are some things here that are terribly, terribly critical for me. Uh, some images, some thoughts that I hold from the past that I need to get rid of. And I cannot get rid of them because I don't want them to come up and bite me or bite us later. These issues, from my point of view, strongly need to be addressed. And I assume that when they're addressed, it's going to be healthy and our world is not going to fall apart. The world's not going to come to an end. 
but there are some things that I need to understand. Um, and you as a therapist, um, I'm hiring you, I'm paying you to help me put into words what I want to express to her in a way that's going to be heard. Okay. So John, if you can say to the therapist, I want you, I'm paying you to put into words and to help me express to her what needs to be expressed so that truly healing can truly uh, happen and we can move forward. Okay. John, I don't think you're muted. I unmuted you, but I'll mute you. John, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, good. Did you hear what I said? You hear what I said? Yes. What do you think about that? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. What did what did you think about what I said? I think it's the, yeah, I mean it's the basis of it. I kinda of told her that last time. I even told her that I felt she was that they were both trying to to rush this process. Um, Good. That my wife is a notorious rug sweeper on issues, and that's why I can't allow that to happen. Okay. What What do you want to What, what do you want to say specifically? What What specifically do you want to bring up? I mean, the specific thing is she can't even tell me why she thought it was why she did it. Okay. What the issue okay. was in our marriage, and, and I also asked her what has changed. What's different today than it was in 2009? And okay. she, her answer is me, or that she is. I don't, I mean, it's my question, I question how am I supposed to see that because I didn't see it before. I didn't see a problem in 2009, so why would I see a problem now? Uh-huh. And without seeing I feel, feel like there's, I guess I, I didn't know, so... For that many years, there was yeah. obviously I was blind to whatever was wrong then. Yeah, it happens to me. Yeah, right? It happens to me. It happens. It happens to me. Go ahead. You don't want it to happen to you. You don't want it to happen to you. Again. You want you want to be able to trust. And, and you don't trust because you don't know her and she don't know her. You want to know, want to know more, more of her, 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 her motives. Her motives. Um, otherwise, it's going to be hard to trust, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I guess if my wife says it was in 2009, and she a lot of the stuff she does not remember. Okay. Here's, here's another thought, John. Why don't you get a different therapist? Yeah, I, I've been considering that. We've seen this one four times. I thought she was good. Yeah, well, not guess, not many therapists have been trained in infidelity. And therapy is uh, crap. And sometimes it takes you, you know, to run through three or four therapists before you find one that really gets you and gets you. So that's another possibility. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Okay. Tara.
Let's see if I can do this here. Yes, I can. I am good. Okay, two minutes here, Tara. I'm struggling to make any kind of peace with my marriage possibly finally ending after four years of living separately. We've tried to reconcile at times have done well, but he has gone back to the affair partner again and again. Last December, we found out she was pregnant and there is now a baby. We have been together for almost 26 years and have a nine-year-old daughter. I am just not okay with this whole situation and feel like I can't move past me trying to fix the situation and end the destruction he has created. I feel very judged for standing by my marriage. Um, Tara, I will give you credit for hanging in there. You know, many people say, who haven't been through this, they say, you know, if my partner had an affair, I'd be gone. I'd kick him in the ass and they'd be out on the, the street in two minutes. It doesn't work that way, folks. Uh, marriages are much more complex. Relationships are much more entangled than that, especially if you have an emotional commitment. Now, if you don't have an emotional commitment, some people don't, you can do that. You can kick them out or you can move on and it's no big deal. You find somebody else. But people who care, people who have a sensitivity to life, people who know the true value of love and commitment, struggle with this. Struggle with it mightily, let me tell you. So, um, um, Tara, I want, I want to commend you for probably um, the, the depth of your concern, the depth of your caring. Here's another thing. When someone has an affair, when your partner has an affair, you, you know that that's not really who they are. They're, they're working on something. Something crazy has happened. Something's going bad. Uh, for them at some level, they're working on something. Uh, but you know that there's more to them than just that. And the part of you that knows that there's more to them than just that keeps hanging on, keeps wanting, wanting to reconnect with that part. And that's, that's, that's okay. That's how it is. All right. All right. Our time's about up. Appreciate all of your presence and questions. And I'll probably see you next week. Uh, if you want, again, past Q&As, go to Infidelity Recovery Center slash member hyphen SP hyphen 717. All right, this is uh, Dr. Bob Heisinger. Thanks. Take care. Remember that this too shall pass.